Hello, all my littles and my bigs. Barbara Jarabek here with the marvel of my ordinary life episode ah, number 50. Yes, hoorah, lots, lots of cheering and confetti happening. Oh my gosh, number 50. My husband said at the beginning of all this, you don't have 50 stories. I beg to differ. So here we go. Episode 50, Eight Hooves. Homeward Bound. What the heck am I talking about? Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up to be me. She loved animals like crazy. So did her sister Nancy, best sister ever. Johnny, mm, king of the rascals. He liked animals a lot and has a lot today, but he wasn't the one who was collecting them back and forth like Nancy and I were. I grew up with everything from a pygmy goat to Shetland pony to horses, dogs, goldfish, turtles, alligators, snakes, lizards, various bugs that you could collect, all sorts of weird stuff like that. Eventually, I came up with my dream job, which was working at a wonderful school, Redwood Day School in Oakland, California. I loved it. Made my job up. I told them during construction they should save some room for a garden and they could have chickens and they could have a place for kids to play that didn't necessarily want to spend their time on the playground. It would be amazing. I love to write and I love to daydream. So I wrote this really cool description of the perfect garden. It did have all the animals in it and there was things the kids could pick off the vine and eat and we could cook with it and it would be amazing. Big shock to me, huge shock to me, when I got a contract in the mail offering me a job to do everything that I had described. I did not know I was applying for a job. I was just describing in a perfect world what that would look like. Yay me. I started my life at Redwood Day. Oh my gosh, we had way too much fun back there. We had chickens. We had plants. Every year, every year, I snuck two more feet outside the designated garden area. Nobody went back there. They were too afraid of the chickens and things that lived in the garden. They would be like, oh, that's nice. Keep it going and just walk away. We took two feet every year until I had at least 30 more feet and I put in a greenhouse and an archway and benches. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Well, one day we were sitting around talking about wouldn't it be great to get goats? Actually, we started out talking about wouldn't it be great to have a llama, but llamas spit and llamas need acreage. Alpacas, same thing. So we settled on a goat. It took us about a month to convince the head of the school that it would be a great addition to the garden. Once he said yes, Bam, I was out the door looking for a goat or two because you always need to have at least two because they're pack animals and they need buddies and they need to have hooved buddies, not just like chickens. I eventually found some. It was a journey. I took one of my students with me. It was amazing. We had a drive that was about an hour and a half to this lady where she was so cool. And we got to choose from all these little baby goats, piled these two in the car, came on back, and that began their total of six months at Redwood Day. Then came COVID. Oh my 
gosh, you all, when COVID first hit, it was so like, oh, everybody's getting real bad colds. And all of a sudden it was a crisis. And then it was a pandemic. One afternoon, everybody came early to get their kids. And we were told to leave campus, do not come back until we figure out what's going on. For me, I'm like, I cannot leave all my chickens and my goats in the garden and be like, good luck with that. I was given a short window of time to rehome the chickens, which I did. And living in a more country setting than where the school was located, I was able to find a really wonderful lifesaver of a woman named Missy who had a horse barn. She let me take my goats there and keep them in a stall. It was a big stall. With horses, everybody else was a horse. Well, that's not true. There were two other goats there. Oh my gosh, one was a long-haired Angora and one was another Nigerian goat, same as my two were. My two were named Danny and Ollie. At first, they needed to stay in the stall and kind of get used to the whole situation. Then one day, I just let him out to mingle. There was a lot of headbutting going on with the other two goats, but they loved the horses in particular. Oh my gosh, there was a beautiful Arabian. They would go over there and nose rub. They'd eat this horse's food. The horse was like, sure, help yourself. I love you. And she would chew their backs very gently with her gigumbus teeth. They're like as long as your finger. And she's very gently chomp, 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 chewing up and down the backs of the goats. And they thought, oh yeah, there you missed a spot. Keep it up. Super, super cute. Well, time went on and on and on. And the pandemic, it did not get better as we thought. It went on for literally years. A good two years had gone by. So many things in the world led to the price of hay tripling in price. And my two, I, didn't, I never even bought them hay. They would graze on the hillside and run wild through the barn. The run wild through the barn meant they went into all the horses' stalls and ate their food. They were the fattest two boy goats you've ever seen. Each one of them looked like they were going to have quadruplets. They were so fat. And I gotta say, Danny was fatter than Ollie. Ollie was slightly more reserved and did not stuff his little face as much as Danny. They were so fat. Well, the price of hay had gone up. And so I get a phone call from Missy. Missy said, I'm so sorry. I am so, so sorry, but I cannot keep the goats at the barn anymore. And you all, She'd been keeping them for free for two years. The cost of a stable is $200 to rent to keep your goats there. And she has been letting us keep them there for free. Do not worry. No big deal. You have been amazing. I so appreciate it, which I did, but my heart was pounding. I thought, what in the world am I going to do with my two little goats? And I had about seven days to find a place or start paying $200. Oh, it was so, what am I going to do? Well, thank goodness I'm on the dreaded Facebook. You know, people love it. They hate it. I go on and off of it. But on my Facebook, I have a group that I belong to called Cluck. As in, you know, pluck, 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 cluck, cluck group. All people with chickens and whatnot. I figured, you know what? You have a chicken, you want a goat, I'll contact them. Well, the first person called and said, I'd love your goats. They can mow my lawn. They can clear my hillside. They'll be amazing. And I said, they're not those kinds of goats. 
They're the kind that like to be hugged and fed bananas and pears, and they like their backs scratched, and Danny likes the peel of the banana, but Ollie likes the banana itself. That's weird. Aren't they just goats eat anything? And I was like, okay, no, thank you. I had a fair amount of those kind of people. There was a lot of like texting and clicking and knowing and uh-uh, not going to work. Then I had this one woman who said, oh, I have the perfect situation. I have a friend up in Sacramento. He has tons of acres and he has horses and he has a family and we'll be right there with him because my goats really like to be hugged and played with. They were not goats in a field in the distance. So this man drives all the way from Sacramento. I talked to him first. He sounded like a nice man. He said he had a truck and that the goats would ride in the back of the truck. So I'm thinking, okay, you have a cage. They're going to ride in the back of the truck. Uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. No, no, no. He shows up. He has one of those trucks that has four passenger doors. Like, well, it has a driver door on the opposite side. It has another door behind that. Another Well, you know, there's four doors with like a back seat and then there's a whole open part of the truck. And he drives up and I'm like, okay, I do not see a cage in that truck. There's no pen. There's no way to keep him safe because he's planning on putting him in the back seat. This man knows nothing about goats. Goats, you all, are pooping machines. Oh my gosh, like nobody's business. Pooping and peeing machines. He drives up and I'm thinking, what have I gotten myself into? In the meantime, two lovely, lovely, lovely new friends have shown up. A mother and her daughter. Her daughter's, I think, a senior in high school. Could not be lovelier. Like two of the sweetest people on the planet. I just wanted to meet the goats before they found their new home. So they show up up and this man is trying to <gasps> smash the goats into the back seat of his car to drive all the way to Sacramento. And I was like, no, 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 sir, sir, this is a very bad idea. No. And you know, if somebody is treating your goat like a piece of furniture, trying to smash it through a spot that it won't even fit when you are standing right there, if you're standing right there later, uh-uh, I don't know how he's going to treat them. He couldn't get the goat in the back seat. Thank goodness. This new friend and her daughter, we were shaking our heads like, no, 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 sir, sir, sir. I will gladly pay you for your time, but this goat, it cannot fit in the back seat. It's not going with you. This is a bad situation. I'm so sorry. This is not going to work out. Finally, he said, well, I didn't want the goats anyway. They're way bigger than I thought they were. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's how come I put pictures, but you know, whatever. He just drove away and I was almost in tears. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I was in tears. This man was not, he was a nice man maybe, but not my nice man, Mm -mm, not for Danny and Ollie. So at this point, I was back to the drawing board trying to find a place for them. I only had, I think, four days left, really, not too much time left. My new sweet friends, the mother, Corey, said, you know what? There's a group called La Mirinda. Facebook group. I'm going to send you an invitation because it's by invitation only. And if you get on it, there's so many families that are animal families for sure. We'll find somebody. So very quickly, she was able to connect me to this group and I was accepted. I put up a little post saying, I need a really sweet home that will give these goats love. They are the fattest little sweetest goats on the planet. 
planet and they need a family because they are like dogs. They are not your average goat. That night I sat down and I thought, oh gee, I hope I get a few emails back on this. I had 80 that is eight zero eighty emails wanting my goats. I thought, oh, good night. I had to go through every single one of them. Some of them, again, wanted them to roam around with their horses and eat their field weeds or eat, you know, eat weeds in their garden and they add questions like, oh, they can eat my flowers? Are they going to climb on stuff? Can I leave them out all year long? And I thought, no, this is not right. I need somebody who's going to love them. Oh, then I got the best picture ever. I got the sweetest note from a woman who said, I'm going to have to check with my husband. He's not home right now, but we already have two sheep. We live on an acre in Walnut Creek, which is right next door to where I live. It's this next town over. We would love to have some goats. We would love to help you out and home your goats. And I was like, oh. I mean, you sound really nice. She goes, we have four children. One of them is in 4-H. And here are our two sheep. Okay, y'all. This is the picture that sold me that these were my people. I found my people. I found my family. So sweet. There's a picture of the two sheep on their back porch up against their sliding glass door. Cozy, cozy. That's where they hang out. I thought, oh, yes, these are my people. They're going to treat my little buddies like family. I emailed them back. We arranged a time for me to go check it out. I was like, yes, perfect. They had a place for them to get out of the rain. They had things they can climb on. They had an acre of land that was fenced in very securely. And they had four children that really loved animals. I was so happy. I, yes, you can have them. When would you like to come get them? Oh, we don't have any transportation. We don't have a truck or anything. And I'm thinking, how'd she get to the sheep? <laughs> oh, just, I don't know, because I didn't have it transportation either, which people would look at me and say, well, how'd you get the goats? <laughs> I jammed them in the back of my Subaru when they were much smaller. So then I had to do another post that said, yay, I found a home for Danny and Ollie, but I need help with transportation. Uh, you know, the universe is amazing and wonderful. I get the nicest woman, Colleen, emails me back and said, well, I happen to have a van with a ramp, so I would be glad to help you. I used to have Nubian goats, which are much bigger than your goats, so no problem. We arranged a date. The new family met us at the barn. Here comes Colleen in her van. I've bought collars for my little goaties because we have to get them in somehow, and I'm guessing they're not going to say, oh, let's walk into this vehicle. This will be amazing. So I put on collars in case we had to help them along, which we did. All the kids were giving them carrots. They were giving them sunflower seeds. They were giving them all sorts of yummy treats, bananas, mostly carrots, tricking them up the ramp as some of us were pushing from the bootes and some of them were giving them carrots from the front. We finally get them in the van. He says, close the door, close the door, close the door. So we close the door. The car now has three children sitting on the back bench in the car with a giant tarp on the floor. So when the goats pee and poop, it won't be a big deal. Then I have in the front seat, lovely lady Colleen and her young teenage son to help. Off we go. 
There's the new dad in the lead to show us where to go. Then there's Colleen, (laughs) four kids and two goats in the next car. And I take up the rear in my car. So we are driving and driving. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. This is so exciting. And then it dawned on me. The new collars I put on the goaties, I had never tightened them. I never sized them. Basically, they just looked cute. So when we got to wherever we were going, unless there was a gate, like right there in their faces that we could quickly lead them to, they were going to get out of their collars and we were going to lose them somewhere in Walnut Creek. Bad idea because there's so many coyotes and cars. Pick one. Either one was very bad. As we're driving, I'm at a stop sign and I can see them disappearing in the distance. I don't want to lose them because I don't know exactly where I'm going. So I quickly, quickly look on my phone. I find the phone number for Colleen. I say, Siri, Siri, please call Colleen. And as soon as I hear click, as someone is answering, I said, their collars are too big. Don't let them get out of the van. And there's this silence and then this chuckle. (laughs) There's a lady chuckling. Barbara, this is going to be a really good story later, but it's not the right Colleen. This is your neighbor, Colleen. I said, okay, Colleen, I'll talk (gasps) to you later. Bye. I hang up the phone. Oh, no. I don't know the actual Colleen that's driving the car with the goats and the children. So I zoom up, catch up to him. We pull into the driveway up at the top of the hill. I jump out of my car and I'm yelling, the collars are too big. Just as each door of the van, one on each side that the goats are in, opens up and out from it explodes. Two children on one side, two children on the other, the mom in the front, the young teenager in the other side. Everybody jumps out and because now the goats cannot see each other, Ma, ma, they're going nuts. They are looking around. They don't know these children. They don't know where they are. They don't know what kind of madness they had just driven in. They haven't been in a car forever. And now they're on leashes and collars. And of course, the kids are very nicely trying to lead them to the gate to let them go in the backyard. They're not having it because they cannot see each other. So they're like, screaming and screaming. And I say to the dad, grab the collar. It's going to come off. The collars are way too big. So he grabs the collar, grabs the scruff, that's the hair on the back, on the back of Danny's neck, and just starts muscling him towards the gate. I'm trying to trot in front of him going, Danny, Ollie, Danny, Ollie, over here. They're like, Mom, Mom, what's happening? And they're trying to follow me. So they get to the gate and I think, okay, great. We open the gate. We go in the backyard. They're still very scared and panting and like crying. The dad says, take their leashes off. Just let them get used to it. Take their leashes off. Because now we're in a huge, like when I see an acre, that's like, Not as big as a football field, but maybe like half of a football field. Big. And I've got these two little goats who are really, really worked up. So we take off the leashes and they're like, oh, that's so much better. Then their eyes turn as big as dishes. They're just like, what is this? Around the corner come the two sheep. These sheep have not been shorn. That means they have not had haircuts in a very long time. They're covered in fluff. It's like a poodle without a haircut, only so much worse. They look like giant 
giant balls of cotton candy with a little black head and little black legs. So they look four times bigger than the goats. <laughs> the goats have never seen a, a sheep before. They start screaming and take off running down the new little hill in their backyard. And the sheep are like, wait for us. We want to see what you are. And they're not chasing them so much as to be mean. They're just like, what are you? What are you? Hold still. We want to see. And the, and the poor little goats, Danny and Ollie, are like, run, Danny. I am, Ollie. You run, too. I am. Run as fast as you can. So Danny says, run, Ollie. Ollie says, run, Danny. Run. The two of them are just like, blah, blah, running and running. All the kids are running. The grown-ups were all sitting there going, oh, my God, what do we do? Danny, Ollie, Danny, Ollie. They're like, Mom, where are you? They turn around and come running after me with the sheep running after them. I run to the tree fort where underneath is their lockdown spot so they're safe at night. I fly underneath the tree fort. Danny and Ollie fly in there after me and bam, I shut the door in the sheep's face. Their new owners come in and we're like calming him down. They're panting. They have their tongues out. They're like, <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to die right here. Then what are we going to do? But they did not. We brought them water. We brought them something to eat. We started brushing them. And I hung out for a, probably an hour. Just got everybody calmed down with the sheep walking around the outside of the pen. No matter which way the sheep went, the goat's eyes never left them like what? are you going to do with us? What are you? Finally, it came time where I thought, you know what? I can't stay all night. I just need to leave and they're just going to have to figure it out. And I am telling you, the family was the sweetest family. I could not have found a better family ever. They were so kind. Every one of those kids is going to turn out to be an amazing human being. I got out of there. I closed the gate behind me. And then Danny and Ollie were like, hey, mom, mom, where are you going? Where are you going, mom? Where are you going? Sorry, guys. So I kind of tried to scoot around things so they couldn't see me kind of walk out of their eyesight and then head out the back gate. They will come down, I promise you, but maybe keep them separate from the sheep for a few days. The family that has them knows best and they can kind of judge how it was going to go. So they decided just the next morning, let them all out together and see how it goes. That sent me pictures of these two big fluff ball sheeps just hanging out with Danny and Ollie chewing their cud. And then a couple weeks later, they sent me pictures of the sheep that had been sheared. So now they had their fresh new summer haircut. They were smaller than the goats, just about. I couldn't believe it. They were so much smaller and they had become one sweet little herd of buddies. I let everybody settle in. I didn't want to be that person who said, oh, can I come see my babies? No, let them get used to their new home. Finally, I went over and oh my gosh, well, I said, Danny, Ollie. And at first they kind of thought, what? Ollie is Olay and Danny is Frosty now. I don't know where Frosty came from. They are getting to know their new names. They came trotting over to me. I said hi. I hung out for a while. Gave them a banana and a pear, which they munched right down. They were happy as can be. They're living happily on a hilltop with their best new buddies, the sheep. So, mm, 
Yes, that is the story of Eight Hooves Homeward Bound. And God will love it. See you later. Bye.